0: Thank you for listening, and we hope you participate with us. Please help us out by rating and reviewing us on iTunes or Google Play and visit our website, SloppyYellow.com, where you'll find information on being a Patreon and helping our charity, weareumatter.com. You're listening to an all-new episode of Off the Rails with Sloppy Yellow. Views and opinions expressed here reflect hardcore fan perspectives and sometimes might be factual. Be advised, this podcast may contain adult language.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, we have a special guest, one of my favorite people in the entire NASCAR world, Bob Pachris, NASCAR reporter extraordinaire from Fox Sports. Uh, Bob, you have now have completed uh, some time over there at Fox Sports, and it was a big change for you and that sort of thing. But I, I got to tell you, man, you've got uh, some the TV thing going on, which was hilarious, by the way. It seems like you're really excelling over there at Fox
0: Sports. Well, I think if you saw my first thing, there was nowhere to go at up. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, uh, look, they, uh, you know, Fox took, you know, when Fox hired me, they really weren't, sh- I didn't replace anybody. So we kind of had a blank sheet of paper and we tried some things and I think some things worked and maybe some things didn't. And, uh, you know, we're all we're just kind of, we're going, hopefully going to a year or two where you think, uh, you know, we'll, we'll use, try to do things out of, that uh, that work, right, that resonate with fans, and I don't think I'll ever be the most polished. Uh, you know, the, those people who, you know, the people like a Jamie Little, who, you know, you, you watch her and just so polished and so much energy. I don't know that I'll ever get to that point, but, uh, you know, I think I can, you know, at least be able to tell people what I know without stumbling over every other word.
1: Well, Bob Bakras, I don't think you've ever mm-hmm. been... Used as polished in any stretch of imagination, but but I but I think that that's what the fans appreciate is that when you're literally you can when you're asking a question and they're responding, you can see the wheels turning your head uh, of of what's uh, going to go on next. And 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 speaking of that, I, you you did a little bit of um. I think it was we're taping this on Tuesday. And I think it might have been Monday of this week or so. You did an article about uh best or the top feud of uh, features of the decade here from, from NASCAR. And you've got, uh, it talks about Joey, Log- uh, jo- Joey Logano and uh, Denny Hamlin. And I got to be honest with you. I, when Denny Hamlin, excuse me, when Joey Logano first got in, I, you know, he was a, I mean, and this is my opinion. He was a daddy's boy. He didn't have a whole lot to say, and that sort of thing. And boy, did he ever shed his dad pretty quickly, Bob Pocris.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I think after a while, you you realize that you're going to have to stick up for yourself. And it you know, wasn't a great wasn't a great fit for him over at Gibbs, right? You know, he replaces Tony Stewart. So this, this is a team that's yeah. used to winning, and he's trying to be the spokesman for Home Depot at age 18. Yeah. I, you know i it's just it, it, if you're like man that just doesn't fit that was one and remember he barely had a whole lot of Xfinity races cuz he had just yeah. turned 18 so yeah. yeah he had to grow up uh or kind of grow into himself and and now you know he's he's a guy who you know i mean when you look at when you look at the dynamic in the garage you know it's like team Penske's over in a corner right and yeah. they kind of fend, all both fend, you know, Brad and <laughs> at least Brad and Joey kind of fend for themselves. Yeah. And and it's kind of them against everybody else. Ryan Blaney's maybe a little bit more uh, can maybe jump yeah. into other cliques. but those guys yeah. really uh, fend for themselves. And the the thing about Joey and you know and I think you saw Kyle Busch talk about it. Like outside, he's just such a different person outside the race car than he is inside the okay. race car. And inside the race car, he's ruthless. Cause he feels like he has to be and outside the race car. He's, you know, he's one of the nicest guys out there.
1: Well, I, I can, I can tell you this. He has certainly grown into his own and it was nice to see him struggle, but it was just because of all the, you know, here comes sliced bread and all that kind of stuff. But it's also nice to see him, you know, do what he's done. He's a champion. Uh, um, and he's, I mean, he's a hell of a race car driver. And you mentioned, um, Brad Keselowski, he, he and Brad Keselowski do share a lot of the similar you know, I guess mindset or that sort of thing. But I, I'm gonna we're gonna walk right into this this open seat at the forty eight next year. I mean, people are talking about, you know, Brad Keselowski didn't get the opportunity to really um, shop himself back when he had an opportunity two years ago. There wasn't anything open. But Brad Keselowski, people still say his name, like maybe he's a candidate to to go to the 48 and that sort of thing, but I can't imagine a scenario in which he, in which he leaves Penske, but let's walk through this whole, uh, who's going to the 48 thing, will you please? Well, you know, and and the the most interesting
0: part about this is that, you know, Alex Bowman's contract was up after this season or after 2020. So Hendrick already had an opening and, but now they have two. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think anybody would consider uh, going there. Although, you know, if you're uh, in, in Penske equipment, you know is is is, uh, is that is is Hendrick any better? But uh, yeah. you know, I I think Keselowski did shop himself around, but he knew his best deal was at Penske. Uh, now with Miller Lite, you know, there's a lot of questions there. Of, you know, how much? Yeah. uh You know, they they've changed. They're they're changing a whole bunch of marketing type stuff, not just in NASCAR. So, you know, what yeah. what is there? What can they offer? What does Ally have? What can they offer? What are they looking for? You know, I mean, I think when you look at Keselowski, his, you know, I mean, does he have three years left? Does he have six yeah. years left? You know, so I think that, that'll probably play into it. But, I mean, I'll just run down the list, and this is my car number, of, of drivers I, I believe, you know, as far as from all my research, are up after 2020. And Keselowski, Austin Dillon, Amarola, uh, Blaney, Ty Dillon, Boyer, Jones, De Benedetto. Custer, Larson, Bubba Wallace, Ryan Priest, and Alex Bowman,
1: you know, all shit. those, all,
0: all, and, and Johnson, obviously. So all those drivers, you know, as far as I can tell, are, are up after next year, and that and that doesn't include drivers who, you know, maybe their teams either don't want yeah. anymore, or if Brickens just yeah. wants somebody. He can buy them out, right? Like, yeah. you know, how much how much do contracts mean, uh, or does you know? I would got to think that Kevin Harvick. If he doesn't, if he sees where this new car is going and doesn't want to do it, yeah. he probably could get out, right? I don't think anybody would, would blame him, yeah. but you know, I mean, I don't, I wouldn't see him jumping to the 48. But then there's a the question of would he be, uh, you know, if if you had to replace him. But you know, I think when you talk about the 48, I think the first person is Larson. Uh, the question is, you know, would Larson be allowed to do as much sprint car stuff as he wants? And you know, I think that would depend on how much sway Jeff Gordon has with Rick Hendrick, right? You mm-hmm. <laughs> know, can yeah. Jeff Gordon convince Rick that to uh, to let him do that? Uh, yeah, I think uh, you know Kislowski's name is certainly got to be mentioned. Blaney's name is certainly got to be mentioned. Uh, Eric Jones, you know, there yeah. is, is, is Eric Jones the the next Joey Logano, right? Going mm-hmm. goes to a big team, doesn't necessarily fit could he go somewhere else and and flourish from everything that he's learned over at Gibbs? You know, all those, all, you know, all those things are, um, are possibilities. And, you know, look, you know, if a guy like the Benedetto won two or three races early on yeah. in, at, at the 21 could, you know, he could be, he certainly be, you know, put his uh, certainly have his name in the ring.
1: Well, you know, you bring up a ton of, a ton of, Of interesting points. Eric Jones to me is a guy who is, and in fact, you said it. I didn't even think about that, but he absolutely could be a Joey Logano situation where he needs to get out of that big brigade over there to actually flourish. And I mean, he's a hell of a race car driver. And I I see him absolutely um, possibly breaking out here soon. But you mentioned Jeff Gordon as well. Jeff Gordon, it seems. Rick Hendrick has made mention several times that I'm aware of that, you know, Jeff Gordon may be at the helm of of HMS someday or he leans on Jeff Gordon, that sort of thing. And we've seen Jeff Gordon, a lot of these sprint car races and, and that sort of thing. But I, how likely a scenario is it that Jeff Gordon is one day running HMS? Is that something that you see as a possibility or is that just crazy talk?
0: No, it's certainly not crazy talk. I think it's a possibility. I think it's a matter of, you know how much uh, does he enjoy tv um versus how much does the competition part of him his love for Rick Hendrick and his um desire to in in, in a desire to help you know grow the sport or help the sport kind of you know get get back to solid footing does he feel he can do it from the team side and you know I think that'll probably be something He's gonna you know he's he's gonna have to weigh you know that yeah. but uh but I certainly see look Jeff Gordon was at a lot of races at the end of twenty nineteen, and yeah. uh you know he was there on the Hendrick pit boxes or you know mm-hmm. uh certainly being involved, and I think it's uh it's just it's one of those things I think when you're a competitor you 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 look for things to fill that competitive void and and yeah. I think that's what. That's what, you know, potentially running Hendrick does for him.
1: Well, I, you, we've talked about 2020 being a, a special and different year. Bob, I, I have made the case um, on my show here that I think 2020 is probably, we may look back at, at 2020, 10 years from now, and go, that's where it all started to change. Um, you know, when we got to Car tomorrow back in, what, 2006 or whatever, uh, you know, we didn't realize we were in the beginning a huge tailspin, um, or, or maybe some of us did. But I, this 2021 season with the, the, the next-gen car and, and all these drivers that are, I mean, you just ran off a list of 11 top names in this sport that has, you know, contracts, you know, negotiations are going to be up. And that's not even counting, like you said, the people who just maybe pissed off or not good enough for their team, and they get cut. But I think 2020... This coming up year is is almost like a neophyte year, and then we are going to see massive changes between what 2019 looked like and what 2021 looked like. To me, are going to be night and day. I, am am I am I am I wrong in thinking that our NASCAR is getting ready to change huge, or is this just going to be another little mild step that we're not going to not going to recognize? No, I
0: think it's going to be a big change in 2021 and. I would say a lot of that will be set up through 2020 in the sense of drivers making names for themselves uh, and, and positioning themselves for, uh, for 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 20 for their 2021 rides. Uh, you know, the, when does when do teams potentially stop developing the 2020 car and, and throw all their all, everything that they can to what they can develop in the 2021 car? uh, yeah, this is going to be, it's it's going to be a big change. You've got, you got a change in the car, potentially at least a change in some of the schedule. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, and this, and this car is going to, it's going to benefit probably some people not benefit others. You, you always see that. And you, I think you will see, uh, you know, I mean, Cole Perns said that, you know, if the 2021 car was the reason he was leaving, he would have left after 2020, not after 2019. But I think you could definitely see people who are, you know, who just say, look, I'm, I don't want to deal with, you know, for lack of a better term, more of a spec car uh, Mm -hmm. than what they've got now and say, you know, I'm going to just, I'm, I've enjoyed my time and, and, and I'm out. And I think, so I think you're, you're going to see a big, big shift. in in that for 2021 and again that I think that can motivate some people in 2020 knowing that this could be their last year to perform if they feel like that this 2020 or that the current car uh, kind of um, fits their style more
1: well I can tell you as a Dale jr. fan uh, prior to 2006 uh, Dale jr. was on a tear I mean we're talking we're gonna win championships we're gonna win um, 40 50 60 races Car tomorrow comes out with that none of that shit comes true. Whereas <laughs> Jimmy Johnson couldn't put his thumb up his ass. Here comes the car tomorrow, and all he does is win seventy some races, eighty rate whatever it was, and and, um, and 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 a bunch of damn championships. So, it, I, I, to me, I think twenty twenty. If you're a fan, twenty twenty is a year. Uh, we 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 haven't seen a year like this in in my opinion, I mean, in my lifetime since I've been following the sports. I don't I don't know that there is there. I'm going to come back and talk to Cole Pern in a minute, but before we go on, let's talk about the schedule changes. Now, early in the year, Pocono said, hey, we're going to do a doubleheader, and I think everybody in the NASCAR community did a collective yes. I think everybody was happy to see that and, and that sort of thing, but the schedule has changed a lot, but nascar swallowed up some tracks you know we nascar now owns a bunch of tracks and that sort of thing and I, I, bob I, this the schedule thing first of all i think it's too long i know a lot of people think it's too long but i think we're getting in in five years will we even recognize the schedule that we raced on for the last 20 years bob uh
0: that's a great question maybe maybe not uh yeah i don't you know, I. I will NASCAR at Iowa, yeah, possibly could they go to another a street course? Yeah, Um, does it? But you know, I don't. I mean, are you gonna have five or six road courses? Is that what you want in your NASCAR schedule? Uh, uh, Yeah, maybe, maybe people do. Maybe you feel like this, this, you know, NASCAR needs you know a bigger bulk of road courses. But I don't. I think people kind of like. Well, I wouldn't say that they like what they have, but. You've got to be really selective. I think the biggest change could be can NASCAR, you know, when you know when you were filling putting eighty or ninety thousand people in the seat, and you went to a track and said we want to have a Wednesday or Thursday night race, and they say <laughs> well that only draw thirty thousand, yeah. there's no way we're gonna we're no way we'll want our 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 tenants cut in half. But mm-hmm. now when you're getting forty to fifty thousand out of a lot of these places, yeah, is not now now that risk. It's a lot easier to take, right? Especially if NASCAR now owns the track. Yeah. So I think that's where that's where NASCAR's biggest or, or best ability is: is can they create some sort of six, five or six race Wednesday night or Thursday night series where then they're, they're racing, you know, virtually twice, you know, Wednesday Sunday or Thursday Sunday, yeah. And 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 create buzz, you know, during the summer. And while, Hey, while also doing that, you know what the season aligns a month earlier and you're not going up against the NFL. I, yeah. I think that's the, I think that's going to be more of what you potentially could see then like four or five or six new venues.
1: Bob, I'd say I, I really personally, I like the idea of doing a, a Wednesday, Sunday thing during the summer, uh, a summer series for, for six weeks or something like that. Just, I mean, it makes complete and total uh, complete and total sense to me. I, I think that's, what we need to do so we can stay away from the fall. And I got to be honest with you, having a banquet in December really seemed dumb as hell to this fan here. I mean, by that point, I mean, it just seemed, it just seemed really stupid. You know, there's no other sport that has an end of the year banquet. NASCAR does, they make it a big thing and that sort of stuff. And I think it loses some luster way back in December, Bob. You were there. I'm sure everybody there had a good time. But as a December banquet, something that we need,
0: I think the NHL does awards, don't they? They they they've done theirs out in uh Vegas. But uh the I I mean I mean to me it does a little bit because it just talks you know, there's conversation, right? You know, mm-hmm. there's buzz about the Stuart Haas crew chiefs uh there and, and I think I mean look, I'm biased, right? I'm a content provider. It it, it helps me create content. <laughs> it gives us some stuff to talk about. Uh Kyle Bush's speech and, and how and, and everything. And so some of the stuff going on, I think it, um, I, I think it, it helps create buzz, but certainly, you know, if they did a test somewhere of, you know, for the following season in December, I think that could create the buzz too. You know, I don't think it has to be a banquet, but I think it, you know, you have other sports that have, you know, either winter meetings or certain trade deadlines, uh, you have you know football has uh you know mini camp drafts and mini camps. Uh, NASCAR doesn't mm-hmm. really have that. And if they yeah. were to back up the schedule to October, I think you would need something, you know, in November or December or January to to get people uh to start talking again. But uh hey, by the way I wanted to ask if if NASCAR did this like a Wednesday night or Thursday night series, should they give if whoever is the, the winner of you know Whoever scores the most points in those five or six races gets an automatic base to the playoffs. If they haven't oh. won, I mean, like you know, yeah. The que- that's that's the other question. Do you, in, yeah. in addition to you know, what else do you do to create uh, some buzz yeah. around something during the summer?
1: Well, I can tell you this, Bob. You know, the NBA. There's reports in the last hmm. you know two or three weeks that the NBA is considering radically changing their playoff format and then having you know something where you know the winner of uh, of a, of, a, of a series uh you know like a, like a mid-season tournament that winner gets an extra first round draft pick or something and, and we've seen baseball you know on you know, their all-star game you know to make it so that it means something of you know give the home team an advantage in the world series you know that kind of stuff but i think it absolutely here's what it does it absolutely um gives you the ability to bring up something like that me personally I'd like to end this damn thing in, in October, Bob, and then, and then once a month, uh, you know, November, December, even January, um, have where these guys can go to a specific track or something and then go test, you know, do something like they used to do. That would be amazing because then everybody would be on top of it circle the calendar and that sort of thing. But you bring up great freaking points about the schedule and, and a possible summer series type thing or whatever. Is that something you've come up with, Bob, or is that something you've heard around the industry?
0: I mean, I mean, I think it's something that people are talking about, uh, okay. you know, and and, and uh, I mean, because I think people people look back at, you know the old Thursday night thunder, right, and, and yeah. how much yep. did that boost sprint car racing, and knowing knowing that there's a lot of nights in uh in the summer where it seems mm-hmm. like that 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 NASCAR could own that, right, and NASCAR yeah. could, uh, you know, it just just make something, you know. Some, something different, right? What what, what yeah. allows the Winter Classic in hockey to work is because yeah. it's it's you know, the, and some people think now they they they've gotten too many of them, right? But but, yeah. but I think it's it's that finding those special moments during the year that uh, that that creates interest, especially when there's yeah. not as much going on.
1: Yeah, that means something. I know, you know, there's always talk about moving in the all-star race. If, if NASCAR really wanted to do something for the fans, they'd get it the hell away from Charlotte Motor Speedway, the shittiest track on the circuit, in my opinion. But, um, and, but it is, it, but there's a reason why we start the year at Daytona um in my opinion i think mm-hmm. there's a reason why we should end it at the same place um personally i like ending it in homestead um i'm not sure moving i i mean i the, the only by the way i mean sh- something else we're talking about special things bob i come up with this idea and so far nobody's told me i'm a dumbass for it i want to see what you think too i think <laughs> the only way that we can get um the other drivers except for the championship four to actually race okay because l- let's face it bob Nobody races the four in the championship hunt at Homestead hard. They're going to let them pass. They're going to let those guys fight it out. What I think they should do: get rid of the cuss word, all star race, and literally give the non championship driver at homestead a million dollars to win the damn race. And if they don't win it, it carries over to the next year. So somebody will race these four guys down there. The track is amazing, but you really can't tell because nobody really races the other four very difficult. It's not going to change when we get to the Phoenix. It's only going to get worse, but why can't we do something like that and incentivize the other guys to get up there and race and make this thing difficult. I, I mean, you're sitting there as a reporter. You see what happens at Homestead. They're not yeah. racing each other hard, Bob. What can we do to make that final race better? Well,
0: I, the argument against that would be: Do you want people talking about your champion or the person who won a million dollars? And then that one. And I don't know if that right or not, but that would be the yeah. argument. The argument yeah. would be is that is that the headline in uh, the next morning's paper is uh, Ryan Blaney wins a million dollars. Oh, by the way, Kyle Busch won the championship. And is that is that is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know, but that would be that would be the concern from NASCAR. Uh I guess well, that, that 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 right now. Uh so but you're right. You're 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 absolutely right. What can you do to I I guess the question is I haven't seen the desire from NASCAR to to take the focus away from those four drivers.
1: Well, moving and, the track isn't going to make it any uh, a race any better. I mean, can we agree on that? Uh, Nobody's going to race I, the, w- the championship for Bob.
0: No, it, it's what I think. What I think moving the track does is that it keeps. I mean, is that it keeps one driver from being from being a. Uh, it keeps the finale from favoring a driver or disfavoring a driver. You know, if it, if says a great track for them. Uh, well, you know, th- then that's really good for that driver. If it's a not a great track for that driver, well, then that driver's at a disadvantage more of the time. I'd yeah, like but the, I don't... finale move around every every couple of years.
1: Well, see, I don't think that makes a hill of beans of sense to me, Bob, because there's so many. I mean, the schedule's already favored the mile-and-a-half drivers. I mean, how many races did Carl Edwards win not on a mile-and-a-half track? I mean, the, most drivers mm-hmm. went most of their races. Yeah. The good drivers, because there's more uh, you know it's like uh, you know Richard Petty got two hundred wins. what well, hell they raised twice a week back then? Uh, yeah, he had a lot more opportunity. I mean, you got a lot mm-hmm. more opportunity to win at a mile and a half. I don't moving the track to me doesn't make any sense. The schedule's already what it is, and you're already there's already what six mile and a half tracks in the in the in the in the, in the final ten races, so um we'll g- agree to disagree with that. let me talk to you about sponsorship you know, but
0: next um, i mean next what's that? next year next year you'll just you'll have. I guess you'll have you'll have four if you count Darlington as a mile, you know, as a mile thing. Because okay. D- Darlington, Vegas, yeah. Kansas, and Texas.
1: Yes. Okay. I, and we'll count Darlington because I that's a it's probably if any category it goes mm. it goes there. Um, yeah. Let's, let's talk about sponsorship. Now we know that the top two. I mean, I, hey, listen. Uh, for a while there, I was really disappointed with what Monster Energy did when they first came to Cup. Looking back on it now, I think we clearly see the frustration that Monster had because they were the title sponsor, but yet they had to go to all these tracks and work individual deals. Which really, when I understood what they were having to do, Bob, it literally made absolutely no sense to me that that's how we did it. But I I never thought about it. You got entities are different and that sort of thing. And uh, but so Monster, in my opinion, really helped NASCAR. Um, by by letting them really figure out, hey, this is a problem and you didn't hardly get anybody to pay for it and, and we're not happy here. They've come out with these new premier sponsors. They announced them, um, or I guess they did they announce all the premier sponsors? But let's start there. Did they announce all the premier yeah, yeah, sponsors? Sir. Okay, and who are they?
0: Yeah, then it's, uh, it's Geico, and, uh, Geico, Bush, Coke, and
1: Xfinity. Yeah. Okay, and the one thing that I want to point out that I that I I read, and I believe you may have reported this, Bob, but or may have seen it in one of your reports, but NASCAR told the premier sponsors, hey, we want you as a premier sponsor, but not at the detriment to any team sponsorship that you are doing. And I think that's a huge shift, Bob, because it wasn't that long ago that I think NASCAR might have been courting sponsors, even if they're sponsoring a team. They may have been courting them to get some of their money, but... I think this is a great thing for the sport moving forward, Bob. I know the sport has decided they're going to do it. What does Bob Parker think about the new um, tier system in sponsorship for NASCAR?
0: Well, I, I mean, I, I'm, I mean, look. First off, if, if, if NASCAR could get what they were getting from Sprint, you know, in the in the mid, uh, mid to high seven figures a year yeah. they'd still be doing it right i mean like there's there's yeah. no doubt like that they can't get what they wanted and yeah. when they and and the problem was and, and this didn't register with a lot didn't register with me and i don't think it registered a lot of people is that when Monster started paying 20 million a year for the theory sponsorship all these team sponsors that were paying 15 to 20 million a year to a team were yeah. like well why are we paying you this much <laughs> when we could get the whole darn series for this much right why yeah. why sponsor one car <laughs> When we could have the whole, we could have our, our names on every car, so yeah. so the whole thing kind of uh, backfired a little bit on NASCAR. So now they've got these premier sponsors. The, the hard part is that we don't, you know, look. You take a company like Geico; they already sponsor the Talladega race. They already yeah. ha- sponsor the Restart Zone at various races. They already buy television ads. They already sponsor like campgrounds at, at various tracks. They're already yeah. the official insurance provider of NASCAR. So they had all the all that already there. So now, question is: How much more did they pay, or what are they getting now to be the premier sponsor? So I don't know how much new money has been brought in because these four companies were already yeah. spending a lot of money, and there probably is a little bit. But uh, I think it keeps what it does is that keeps those four companies very involved. Mm-hmm. Um, it does, you know. I think uh, the, all of those companies had already been spending with teams or with drivers and racetracks. So it's not a big shift for them, you know, it, you know, certainly look, is, is Jermaine Racing probably worried? Probably a little bit. Yeah. You know, I mean I, I would think so, just because you're always worried that uh that when when your sponsors are spending marketing dollars and it's not with you. Yeah. <laughs> so, but um so I I yeah I I think it's good that they've that they've got these companies that they're used to working with yeah. still com- heavily committed to the sport. Uh, the thing is, like, I didn't think that those companies were not committed. So yeah. – uh, but what, what it does show is that, hey, you know, when when teams – I think they had to get something done and something on paper so that when teams go out and try to sell sponsorships, they can say, look, you know, these look at those four big companies. They're anchor sponsors to the series, and I think that will help. I think that will help as much as any whatever – you know, millions and
1: you know
0: of dollars yeah. they actually are are putting in NASCAR's pocket.
1: Okay, so uh, Geico is in there, and I believe I believe you said that another insurance company can come in, for instance, and can come in and sponsor a car, but they, they probably car
0: they can't sponsor can't sponsor race. They can't do anything like you know do a package where they're advertising on NASCAR.com. They can't gotcha. they can't get signage at a racetrack. You know they can't mm-hmm. do things and that could you know if I'm if I want to sponsor a team, sometimes you know hey I, maybe I want billboards at at a couple of tracks right. Well they can't do that. So there is a little bit of of you know w- would they be able to have a display at a track? I'm I'm not sure. You know that 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 yeah. could even be tough. But there's nothing that, that, that prevents them from actually putting their uh, their name on a race car.
1: So farmers could come in, they could sponsor a, a car for, say, Rick Hendrick. They've done it before. And if they wanted to do activation at the track for their car, they certainly could. But they're not going to put a big-ass banner on the track anywhere or host the restart zone or anything crazy like that. But they can still get in and, and sponsor a car, yes?
0: Yes, they can sponsor a car.
1: Okay. Um, now, Bob, do you have any idea what, let's say a 20th place team, what is the top teams in NASCAR paying per year? What's their budget roughly? And what is like middle of the pack and what's end of the pack? Do you have any idea what well, those numbers might be?
0: Well, you know, I think it depends on the driver, right? Because you would think like if you have a Jimmy, uh, you would think at, at, at Hendrick Motorsports to to sponsor Jimmy Johnson might cost you more than to sponsor Alex Bowman. Right. Mm Because you've got usually a driver's salary is based on the sponsorship that their that their cars generate. Uh, I would say, you know, I mean, you know, back in the day, Junior was getting, what, 25 to 30 million a race or Casey Kane. I think we saw the farmers deal at the Mm -hmm. end was about 650 or 660 grand a race, you know. So and that was only so when you multiply that by uh, by 38, you know, that's in the 20 million. I don't know that there are many $20 million sponsors anymore, except for Mm -hmm. maybe a FedEx or, or an M&M's, but um, you know, how much is Shell paying? I don't know, Mm -hmm. but they, but Roger Penske uses about, you know, a quarter million gallons of gas. So, you know, all the Penske (laughs) trucks, you know, I mean, that's, I mean, for, for, for a company like Shell, whatever they're paying, they're virtually making that money back. Look, yeah. Is there is there any secret that Napa Auto Parts is at Rick Hendrick, when yeah. Hendrick when Hendrick probably yeah. is dealerships are try have to buy off the you know have to buy yeah. some some parts or pieces at, at times. So yeah. I I think that's what's changed. And and the other thing that's changed is that. Now being on the car in some ways is secondary to hey we want the driver to do social media things we yeah. want the driver to do appearances we want the team to produce a video that features mm-hmm. our products oh yeah. And, okay yeah we'll, well we'll be on the car you know so <laughs> it's it's almost like the car in some ways is an add in to other marketing opportunities but I would yeah. back, to, back to your original question I would say the top teams are probably getting somewhere from 12 to 15 million. That, wow. that, that's probably what that's probably what I would think uh, they can ask um, you know and then uh you know the, I would say the second tier you know the, the teams that are fighting for playoff spots are probably somewhere from 8 to
1: 12. I got to be honest with you Bob that that, mm-hmm. that is a little bit shocking to me because we're only just a few years removed from like you said 20 million for Casey Kane um and and now we've i mean we've lost 25 percent there but i i mean I, listen it, it was a ship that needed to write itself uh it was had i mean the, the demand was not there that sort of thing and it's interesting you talk about you know the social media and, and that these companies want and that sort of thing it's all about getting their product out there hey putting it on the race car is one thing but you know that thing could have a, a mil Jimmy johnson could do a, a viral video and have a million views in in, in a matter of a couple of days uh or hours even and and i and i got to believe an ally probably does all the loans for rick hendrick uh <laughs> things i mean so yeah. there's we've yeah, seen so that like, before
0: and, and, yeah it's mean, so there's
1: some synergy just,
0: i mean rick rick you know rick was a master at that i mean one of the things that you know i mean i want to say that uh you know Chevy and Lowe. You know Chevy used to produce. You know whenever Lowe's needed vehicles, they went to Chevy, yeah. and and yeah. Chevy. You know for their. You know for their top employees, got them Lowe's gift cards. I mean, and, yeah. and that that didn't happen by accident.
1: Yeah. That happened
0: because these CEOs are sitting there together at some Hendrick event or at a race. Yeah. And they, you know, I, I'm pretty sure Toyota uses FedEx. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, like, yeah, and yeah. that's that's. And that's what puts a team like uh, Richard Childress or a yeah. Chip Ganassi, to me, you know, at a big disadvantage because the, the, they don't have that those other companies, those other businesses uh, yeah. to leverage.
1: Yeah, and 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 it certainly you can see that, uh, you know, with Penske trucks and 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 the oil that they use and all that kind. of, I mean, it is just, just there, there's a lot of synergy there that they're able to take advantage of and. And I think that's that's very important moving forward. We, you mentioned RCR there. Now, they got new crew chiefs, new drivers over there. Daniel Hemrick is is gone. Austin Dillon's contract is up. Now, he's a grandson. But we, we've got an interesting – Reddick going over there is extremely interesting to me because, Bob, I'm looking at this rookie of the year race coming up in 2020 as something that actually may be very – very fun to watch. I personally believe Custer, uh Bell, uh Reddick can I think they all can win. Now Reddick may be a little bit less cuz he's you know maybe not in that great of a, of a of a of a ride compared to the other ones, but I I believe that RCR has an opportunity. Kind of like what Ryan Newman did when he left and went over to uh, Roush and he proved that hey, there's <laughs> If you got the right guy in here, th- these cars aren't near as bad. I mean, th- they can get in the playoffs, let's put it this way. I think Redick – I'm very high on Redick. I'm not, I'm not a fan of his whatsoever. But I think he's going to come in there and maybe turn some heads over there. And the rookie of the year battle that we have coming up, uh, they're all fairly accomplished. But do you, what do you see happening? Let me hear your thoughts on the 2020 rookie of the year.
0: <laughs> well, if they if you, if it was the old rookie of the year system where they took what you're only your best 16 races Reddick might have a chance because yeah. um, <laughs> um, I mean let me tell you those cup cars are less forgiving at least they will be in 2020 in 2021 yeah. they'll be just as forgiving with with the, with the yeah. with the bodies that they'll have but uh, yeah. you know with the rookie of the year going to the drive room finishes highest in points I think mm-hmm. I think it'll be Bell um, and it's funny I was talking to Christopher Bell and I believe his best chance to make the playoffs is to win a race. I, I look at him yeah. a lot like I look at Kyle Busch. You know, Kyle Busch's rookie year, he was he won two races but finished twentieth in points. Yeah. You know, that was that was yeah, before. Yeah. Um, I can see I can see Bell having a, some cars on some days that are capable of winning and him putting it in victory lane, but just mm-hmm. you know not having the consistency. Yeah. Uh, he told me he thought he'd be able to point his way in, maybe more than than win a race. You know, but wow. uh, I uh, I I think um, I'm I'm pretty high on Bell, and, and the reason I am is that you know what, remember when we were talking about earlier in the year, and everybody was talking like should Bell be in the 20 and Jones be in the 95, mm-hmm. and there were a lot of people who said, well, you know what, the, the young guy should go in the 20. That, that's Gibbs car. Should be the young guy, the, the young up and comer. Well, the the young guy of those two is Eric Jones. Yeah, <laughs> <You know? laughs> I mean, that's, that's a good point. So, so um, but what I think helps helps Christopher Bell is that he's older and that he's. Yeah. Uh, I, I do think that he hates to lose more than the other two, and I think that could be a problem for him. Yeah. But I think the fact that he is a little older, he's 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 not the 20 year old Joey Logano, he's what, 25 or 26. Yeah. Yeah. And he, uh, he never, I, I would say his, he never dreamt that of a NASCAR career. He just wanted to race for a living. And if he, if he was racing, you know, a sprint car circuit in in Oklahoma and, and Texas, but could still pay a house payment, he'd probably be happy. So, <laughs> yeah. um, as long as he's winning, he'd be happy. Yeah. So I think he, so that's why I, I really think he will, um, he will shine. I think their equipment, will, it won't be like Furniture Row was to give, mm-hmm. but his equipment's going to be really, really good.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I think for the first time in a long time, we've got a, an actual chance for a good battle, um, a, a good battle moving forward. I, I need to ask you about, I was very surprised oh, with, because they, they announced the top five in MVP or uh, most uh, most popular driver, MPD, um, and Matt Benedetto was solidly in the top five, and I I, I guess I shouldn't be surprised at that because he was kind of a darling, and he's, you know, one, one, when it was found out that he was getting fired, and this might be his last chance to get in there, all he did was basically steal a show and have a fantastic, you know, second half of the season or that sort of thing, but uh, does there any indication? I mean, obviously um, NASCAR baby Jesus Chase Elliott won, but Kyle Busch was second. Surprising, the Benedetto third, Truex fourth, but Blaney way down there in fifth was surprising. Uh, is uh, did they did they give any indication of how how bad Chase Elliott beat the other guys?
0: <laughs> no, they didn't. So uh, <laughs> but I think everybody feels like Chase has that. Uh... You know, I mean, look, he won some races, right? You know, and I yeah. think uh, so. I think that uh, that certainly helped him. Uh, I think of of some people were surprised Kyle Busch was second, but you know, I mean, uh, I would say if you're a fan of Blaney, maybe you checked out after uh, you know going in the last few week, couple weeks, or yeah. and uh, and if you're a Kyle fan, you were you kept uh, you kept yeah. on checking out your NASCAR stuff and kept on being reminded to vote.
1: Yeah, well, uh, this is uh, a very very interesting thing as well speaking of specific driver but Daniel Suarez to my knowledge still doesn't have anything in place Bob any news on on where is Daniel Suarez and do you have any news on him whatsoever
0: Well, um, you know, I I tweeted the other day that uh every time I, you know, I asked a bunch of people about Suarez potentially going to the 96 and and the Gaunt mm-hmm. brothers team going full time and the answers were either no comment or congratulating me on my wedding a couple of weeks ago. So, that's, uh, uh, you know, so so I would say that, that, that that's being worked on, but, you know, but I don't know that it's going to get done and, yeah. you know, cause everything is so last minute, but uh, if, if I think that right now, that's, I I believe that's where their focus is. Cause look, Toyota loves having Daniel and yeah. obviously uh, Daniel, even though he, wasn't performing as well as he wanted to on the track. You know, he he did finish seventeenth in points. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he was the top driver if he didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I and I I think you know, NASCAR I'm sure is talking to people to see if they're you know, what the interest is in him. Yeah. And I think you know, there there's a lot of people who want to see that deal get done. Uh, you know, I don't I don't know that it's a uh, absolute hundred percent that it will, but I yeah. I think it's it's got a shot. And I would say that's that's what they're focused on now. And then if that doesn't happen, then they're going to have to go, well, do we do a partial ride there and then maybe some Xfinity races or do we do an Xfinity ride? But yeah. I really think he wants to have a, a decent cup ride. I don't see him going to front row, you know, mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, and, and running there. I just don't, uh I, j- I just don't see that happening. He he needs to win. And, uh, and I think he'll put himself in a either, he needs to either win or continue to show that he's capable of winning on the cup level or challenging for the win. And just like we talked about everything else, everything about 2020 is putting you in the best position for 2021, right? That's why Daniel Hemmerich is doing a partial schedule at yeah. Junior Motorsports because he knows if he can win, he's yeah. got a potential for one of those rides in 2021. Now, a guy like Hemmerich, his, his fate probably is determined partially about how well Tyler Reddick does, right? Tyler Reddick <laughs> yeah. goes out there and wins two or three races and everybody left the go, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. if if, yeah. if Tyra goes out there and runs twenty fifth, you know, then uh then people say, Oh, well maybe Daniel Hamrick went so bad.
1: Bob, it was reported in um shit, you probably reported on this as well, as a matter of fact, but when when Daniel Suarez did not end up with the ride over there yeah. in the forty one it was made known that they gave him a, uh, SHR gave him a goal of money to bring to the table to get in that ride. And that just seemed so weird reading that. Like he was like, hey, we will definitely take you, but you got to bring X amount to the table. Where in the past, it's always been, or not always been, excuse me. It is more like, Hey, that driver is good. I want him in my car. Let's figure out a way to get this to work. It almost seems like the whole sh- it's, it's shifted to who has the money. That's what we're looking at first. And and is it is is it more like that than I realize? Has it always been like that, Bob? I, well, I explain it's, that to it's,
0: me. well, it's been that it's been a lot it's been sort of like that for a long time <laughs> in the sense of, hey, we want this driver. Now let's see if our sponsor wants that driver. And it's, but instead of the team having the sponsor, now that it's almost like that the driver needs to carry their sponsor with their helmet bag, if that makes sense. Uh, and I I think the I mean when when you talk about Stuart Haas, you know obviously Gene Haas has a lot of money. Uh, he's a businessman. He'll he's probably like, well, you know, a certain amount, okay, I'll take him. But I think. You know, in and talking to Gene, I got the feeling that he knows that Kevin Harvick that probably doesn't have more than two years left in him and he yeah. needs to find another Kevin Harvick. And, you know, is Cole Custer the next Kevin Harvick? Yeah. I don't I don't know, but you're not no. gonna know if he's still yeah. in the Xfinity series, right? And so yeah. I think, you know, I think they looked at and they had a year of Daniel Suarez and they were like, Okay, he could be <laughs> this is my term, he could be serviceable, right? He could be yeah a guy uh, probably, you know, like, a, you know, I mean, I, I think if you look at and you say you have Amarola, he's never going to be Kevin Harvick, you know, yeah. but potentially Suarez could be there, but he's not going to be your superstar anchor. Yeah. And that, that organization needs a superstar anchor in mm-hmm. the next couple of years. And so I think they were like, you know, we're going to try Cole Custer. And, and I imagine they're going to try like anything to get Kyle Larson <laughs> on their yeah. roster too
1: let's um let's let's stay at s h r real quick and and talk I, I i thought that they underperformed even though they had a championship poor driver i thought um the clint boyer team just displayed amazing um buffoonery in in the last you know ten races or so of the of the year i mean dumb luck and you know, I mean, they pitted a car and changed the wrong tires for Pete's sake. But I got to believe that SHR, even though they they were, I mean, they were still pretty good. Let's not, I mean, let's not talk crazy here, but I think they underperformed a little bit. They swapped crew chiefs over there. and there's always a lot of that happening, but do you get any sense that Clint Boyer may be in trouble here if he doesn't have a good 2020? I mean, he's got, he's one of those guys that are on the, you know, his contract's up, but I didn't yeah. I, I was very surprised at his lack of um his lack of showing this year.
0: Yeah, I think I mean look, I I mean is this gonna be Clint Voyage last year? I think very well could be. You know, mm-hmm. I think you know, I think I think that was part of the reason their deal took so long. It was like, you yeah. know, does he how badly does he wanna continue racing? Yeah. And you know, and I'm sure <laughs> money talked to, right? Yeah. But uh yeah. You know, I, and 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 you know, and the, again, the question is, would he really want to have to worry about trying to learn another car like you will in in twenty twenty one? And I think it goes back to what were what what were the options, right? And what were what would you, you know, maybe at that time you weren't totally convinced that Cole had won enough, you know, before he kind yeah. of went on that streak near the end of the year. And you also know that uh, that Boyer, his some of the sponsors really love, you know, Rusty Rush really loves Boyer, the Cobb mm-hmm. really lo- likes Boyer. Yeah. So don't upset that apple cart. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if you don't, if you if you don't have to, or if you're not sure, and and so, you know, look, yeah, I think, you know, I think they were both Boyer and Amarola was frustrated. I think there was a time there where Amarola, you know, he had like if you look at his I don't have the stats in front of me, but if you look at, like at a season total of top tens versus top fives, he had mm-hmm. a decent number of top tens, but the number of top fives just weren't there. Yeah. So uh you, I, I think uh you know, I think you look at you look at those guys compared to Harvick and I I'm not I don't mean this really as a knock on those guys, but mm-hmm. I I think it was either with both Amaron Boyer, if you give them a top five car they can win with it. But yeah. if you give them a top ten car, they struggle. They'll get it in the top five, especially with this package, where, it's, yeah. where it looks like you know, where we're where, where you certainly have to make up a lot of your spots on restarts and uh, and everything. So, um, you know, I I think that's just, uh, you know, I think that the, the organization was down a little bit, and mm-hmm. I you know, I think that that's just um, this racing maybe didn't fit their fit their yeah. style as much, and you know, and quite frankly, I don't know how much will change in uh, 2020 even with the changing crew chiefs because the cars aren't going to be changing a whole lot
1: yeah yeah exactly the only thing that's changing is really um the the seat um or whatever but okay a few other things let's do some some quick hits. is it haley Diggin or hallie deegan haley okay my daughter's name is hallie so i always <laughs> uh i, I always <laughs> say hallie but um i I read uh, somewhere, I can't remember where, but she may be, it might have been Adam Stern, that, uh, it's, that she may be moving from Toyota or something to that effect. You heard anything? Mm-hmm. And she's Yes. A big name. And that, What do you know about that?
0: So I, I do know that Toyota has not re-signed her. That doesn't okay. mean that she couldn't go run and, and that she won't be back at Bill McAnally Racing. At least that's, mm-hmm. the, that's uh, she hasn't signed with them. So now that doesn't mean that she couldn't end up in a Toyota, but I think when you look at the organizations, you know, she needs to run some trucks, she needs to run yeah. some more Arca, she needs to run some some price some more K&N. And yeah. when you look at that and you look at who can supply, you know, who who yeah. does all those things, uh and and, and the and the David Gilland organization is, mm-hmm. is one there and they and we know that they've been talking a lot with Ford. Uh, yeah. They haven't announced anything yet, but uh, I could certainly see her. As, as Adam Stern reported, that 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 she could go to Gillen and Ford, and that that wouldn't surprise me. But yeah. I also, you know, wouldn't be totally shocked if somebody kind of swooped in at last minute and says, "Oh, she's still available. Well, let's see, let's see what we can do." I, you know, Haley yeah. has, you know, I she doesn't have a lot of stock car experience still. She, yeah. you know, she has performed well at some tracks. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, her next step is to show that she has learned from some of the, her struggles on the bigger tracks that she's <laughs> run. That, yeah. that 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 and and look, I, I'm a big believer, oh that you should not judge a driver until they go to a track for a second time. Because yeah. how's a driver supposed to know? You know, that's one yeah. of the problems I think people with the truck series. They don't go to enough tracks twice where I can really gauge how well a driver does. So, um, you know, so there, there's some people who say, well, you know, look, Haley Deegan has, you know, she has the name, you know, has the automatic following, huge social mm-hmm. following, you yeah. know, push her as fast as you can. And then there's the other side that like, well, she hasn't really you know, yeah, she's performed good, but you know, there's no three one-third mile track on yeah. the Cup circuit, right? <laughs> right. So, uh, so and, and and they say, well, she hasn't performed great on the big tracks. You know, is she really that good? I I think the jury's still out. You know, she's only been racing stock cars for two or three years, and you know, and she still it it, it takes time. It takes time, and I think when you again when you look at people who could give it to her. It's you know, it's Toyota and potentially if David Gillen racing moves to Ford, uh they, they have all the infrastructure in place for her there as well.
1: Interesting for sure and something something um something to watch. Let's let's um go straight here and I appreciate you being on, Bob. We're now reaching the fifty minute mark, so I'm <laughs> gonna wrap this thing up here so you can um, uh, enjoy the rest of your evening but let, let's talk about uh, this Cole Pern situation to me it was kind of out of the blue so far out of the blue for me that I wondered if maybe there was you know something else going on something strange or weird or odd or whatever but I, it certainly seems now that he literally just is ready to kind of go on with his life is that the is that your feeling in the thing Bob? How can you explain that?
0: Uh, well I mean I would say that the, the fact that he quit wasn't sh- shocking. The fact that he did it after 2019 was. I think some people, you know, Truex and him and the sponsors are all signed through. 20, we're signed through 2021. Thought mm-hmm. so, you know, hey, he moved his family, to North Carolina. Yeah, they'll probably stay there a few years, and then you know, and then Cole probably either moved to Denver or, or to Canada. I think that's the kind of way a lot of people felt and. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and he's like, Hey, we're moving to Canada now. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, yeah. and I mean, look, Cole's always beaten, always kind of walked through a little bit of a different drummer. Um, I will say this that you know, look, I mean, I don't think it's any secret that there's a lot of politics in NASCAR, right? There's a lot yes. of you know, I, I mean, you've seen how many times their cars go through tech, and it's not a mm-hmm. it's that's and 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 it can be frustrating for a crew chief. Um, and I would say that maybe that nod on Cole, maybe more than a nod on, nods on other crew chiefs, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I think, um, you, you know, at some point it just comes, you know, how much, I, I don't want to say that he was miserable, but I could mm-hmm. sense, I, I think you can always sense a little bit of, of frustration in him and, you know, I think he just got to the point where he was like, you know, this just it's it's not worth it. And he said something on Sirius yesterday, which I thought was really interesting. He said, you know, now both of his kids are in school, and when yep. they weren't in school, uh, you know, if you had a Thursday all day at home before you left on Friday,
1: mm. you know, you
0: had that whole day with the kid, right? But now yeah. that they're in school, you know, being home for a day, or yep. for the bulk of a, of, a, of a morning and afternoon. Doesn't uh, you know th- th- it doesn't do you any good, right? Yeah. So, so that's that that's where he felt like you know things have changed for
1: him. All right, Bob, I'm gonna put you right on the spot. I personally believe Paul yeah. Pern is one of the greatest cheaters to ever not get <laughs> busted. Huge in NASCAR. I think he's up there just under the Mad Scientist Chad Canals on a scale of um i don't know zero to chad canals i mean what were you where would you rank him as far as um we'll say skirting the gray area in nascar is he a six is he a nine is he a two where would you put him bob
0: (laughs) well if chad canals is 48 i would put cole at 24.
1: okay Okay. all right All right. all
0: right so i mean like i i think he I mean, I think he was innovative. I think he the you know, he knew he was pushing things. Uh mm-hmm. and you know, and I I yeah, you know, I'm sure that he weighed the penalty versus yeah. the you know, and if, if the he didn't feel the yeah, if he felt like the reward was bigger than what the potential penalty was, I I yeah. I think he did it. I don't you know, um and and I think I, I think other crew chiefs, you know, I would uh yeah. Yeah, I would say that Rodney Childers is probably more than a four, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, I, um, I I do think that, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, I think he did that. And one and other thing about his leaving, is to say, you know, I do think that, you know, the, while the new car wasn't front and center, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, I think you could see a lot, a lot of people leave uh, yeah. if they don't feel like the new car fits their mojo.
1: Yeah, I know. I think we're looking for a possible max mass. That's I've never given a damn about, uh, you know, any series less than um, trucks. I, bear, I I said the other day, I give like, you know, 85% of my, my NASCAR time. I give the cup probably 10% to Xfinity and then 5% to trucks. Well, I think 2020, 2020 I'm going to start going down there and, and really watching the Xfinity and the Into truck series because there's going to be a bunch of people coming up that I just I need to figure out a little bit a little bit more of last uh, next to last topic I got right here life without Brian France at the helm seems to be um, better Bob it seems to me that NASCAR as a whole is not only moving in a positive direction it seems to me that they are maybe Repairing some of the damage that has been done in the past by dumb decisions or, 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 or maybe not enough foresight or that sort of thing. If you could grade NASCAR, um, since Brian has left the sport, I, I mean, would you, how would you, is there, is it fair to even grade it? What, what are your thoughts on, 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 I guess the new or the post Brian France NASCAR, Bob?
0: Well, I give it a B. Um, mm-hmm. i uh, I I'm mixed on it because I feel like the Brian France thing is a very convenient excuse uh, yep. in a lot of ways. I mean, I feel like he's a convenient scapegoat. Did mm-hmm. did he certainly uh, certainly help uh, create that? Yes, uh, it, it, but I also, you know, the the I mean, look, Tim France and Lisa France Kennedy have have owned this. The, the thing for a long time, and yeah. uh, and it you know do they? It, I, how come? I mean, I always look back and say, how come? A, a charge of DUI was what got him yeah. re, got him released and not every, all the other issues. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah.
1: Like, yep. oh,
0: <laughs> you know, there, there are fewer butts in the seats. Uh, you know, there are fewer people <laughs> yeah. watching on TV, but oh, this, you know, all of a sudden yeah. he gets charged with DUI and now he can't, you know. So yeah. so I, I, I look at it with a little bit, more, maybe more skepticism than others. But what, the, the, the thing is that you Brian had this idea that he didn't have to be around all the time that, that, mm-hmm. and you know what, when things are going well, that's, that's fine, true. But when things are not going well, you need a, you need to have trust in your leader and you need to have confidence mm-hmm. in your leader and him not being as visible, uh, create a lack of trust. And I yeah. feel, and, 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 and probably, and probably some rightfully, uh, so that, that he was uh, disengaged. So now, the the leadership Jim France is engaged. You see him hanging out. I see him hanging out on pit road. Nobody really even knows that he's there. You know, nobody fans don't know him. You know, he's standing there just kind of watching. You know, the grid and and yeah. hanging out. Uh, obviously, all the teams uh, know is there The drivers know that he's there. You know, I, you know, I saw him and Denny talking the the other day there in Nashville. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm I'm still on wait and see. You know what the, the the fact is is that now the the garage has trust in the decisions that that they make in the sense of that they've listened and heard what the garage is saying. I'm still not convinced that everybody is believes that their decisions are the right ones yeah. you know and and yeah. so I look is there a comforting fact there's certainly a much more comforting factor that your 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 grievances have that you've been given the ability to air your grievances, that you know that 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 they're understood maybe a little bit more, but you know uh, I, I think the answers will come in the next couple years of whether uh, whether you know you know on how 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 much has changed. Look, Brian, you know I mean I still believe that the playoffs were a good thing. I still mm-hmm. believe that stages were a good thing i mean and, and certainly yes did it did some fan did draw did it did some fans dislike it yes, and did some fans say that that's what caused the a lot of the a lot of the woes i i I just don't buy it yeah. uh but you know I do think uh you know the fact that he wasn't there, the fact that he wasn't around uh the fact that you know that there were some decisions especially telling the wise and stuff that some mm-hmm. people felt were, were not, yeah. uh were not the best um, certainly yeah. has created this kind of atmosphere.
1: Well, I can tell you this from a fan's perspective. Um, it certainly seems like it's like the attempt to be more consistent or transparent is certainly there. Um, and I don't believe it. It's necessarily always, no, it, it just wasn't there always. So this is mm-hmm. a, uh, from that perspective, I'm, I'm very happy at how it turned out, but you, you brought up a lot of good points that, that I haven't heard yet on, on Brian France. And um, I'm, I'm okay that we've moved in this direction. I will tell you this, that NASCAR went through a lot of wholesale changes. I mean, the restart order this year was just a mess. And, and at first yeah. I was very forgiving of it, but you know, they changed series directors and then went to a, a couple different, you know, guys running the hell. And it just seemed like, 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 NASCAR, I would I would rate it a good B as well. I'm I'm glad that you said B and not and not A or 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 D I think B is 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 right. And I the biggest thing that this fan is worried about personally moving in, um, or is still I'm I'm looking at that next TV contract and it is really concerning. NASCAR had a down that the last you know few races of the season kind of brought the numbers down and they were trending upwards and then it kind of stalled. Bob, is any 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 comment whatsoever on the TV contract situation <laughs> moving forward? Well,
0: being a Fox guy, it's kind of a little bit hard for me to, uh, you know, it's not <laughs> like I have a lot of inside information, yeah. but think, you know, people, yeah. you know, people for the most part um, are optimistic from from what they saw on the ratings this year. A lot of races right. up. Um, yeah. You know, uh, I think, you know, I, I still think that. You know the the current deal runs through what twenty twenty four, yeah, and so you don't still nobody really knows who who are going to be the players. You know how much is Amazon? How much is a Hulu? How much is yeah. YouTube? How much is uh, mm-hmm. is the Zone? What? Yeah. you know who who is going to be in the market uh for for TV right and and uh and don't forget that TV is still the one it's still something and again I'm a TV guy so you're going there's going to be people say I'm biased you know hey I, I can't uh I can't argue against it but TV is something that people still watch live you know I mean and and in, in this world where everybody DVRs everything you know Mm-hmm. the the one thing that that live sports have is that is that more people still want to watch that live and, and yeah. so that's and so you know it, uh, if if that's what advertisers want that that then they, their options are you know are they're they're still going to want to advertise on uh, on live sports.
1: You're going to think I'm crazy, but I think esports has a very good opportunity to really cut into. Um, I mean, I I think esports is not only here to stay. I think it's only going to get absolutely huge. Um, And and personally, I I believe that – if NASCAR doesn't tweak this schedule before the – they need to tweak this schedule and see if this thing works with getting viewership on a Thursday, at the summer night series or whatever you want to call it, Bob. I think that's really going to – they need to try this stuff out and, and have something to pitch for 2024. Um, the last thing I want to talk to you about, Bob, is I've known you for, I don't know, at least a decade or so um i've spent a few uh times walking around the infield checking out people's food and campsites and that sort of thing you got married here recently and i and i gotta say i'm extreme i'm very happy for you bob i'm i'm very proud of you bob for what you you've been able to do in your (laughs) career and moving forward but i mean you're a married man now are you still running around checking out um weird bands live music and that sort of thing (laughs) are you uh Tied to the tied to the dining room table and going to bed at eight o'clock. What are you doing, Bob? No,
0: no. I I think uh, I mean well. First off, we were together for eleven years, so I don't know yeah. that you can change oh, a whole lot. Of, <laughs> I don't think a whole lot uh, is, uh, will change. Um, you know, look, uh, it's uh, I'm, I'm still I'm still me. I think uh, you know. Yeah, I think you you, you grow a little bit, but uh, yeah, I still will check out a weird band here or there, and um, you know, I mean, uh, yeah, you know, hey, do do I, I? still walked up and down Saladega Boulevard until at least like nine o'clock, yeah, <laughs> in, in October. Yeah. So and, yeah, I, you know, but uh, now, I mean, of course, that was all work, Dino, right? But, course, yeah, like, yes, all it's all for
1: research. research.
0: Yes, research <laughs> yeah. and to see, where, see, uh, see what, see, see what, who, which drivers fans are rooting for. But uh, yeah. no, it's it's. Um, You know, I think, uh, I, I, I think, um, it's all, I mean, I think you, you changed a little bit as a person, but I think, uh, I think I'm still fairly, fairly similar.
1: Well, I I can tell you this, Bob, knowing you for as long as I have and that sort of thing, I I know that, um. Your life is, uh, is headed in a good direction. It always has been. And I look forward to seeing what you, I mean, I, you really surprised me in, in 2019. I'm not going to lie to you, but now I'm looking forward to the, the next big thing. I mean, I don't know if you're going to host some variety show on Fox in the winter or what the hell's going to happen, but I need to see more Bob Bockers on TV. I need to see that. And I hope you never get real polished at it, Bob. I need you to be just a little bit unpolished. That's better for us. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, all right. Well, we'll, uh, we'll, okay, we'll keep, uh, we'll keep doing yeah. it as as,
1: soon yeah. as we can. Yeah, try to pitch something, something like that, Bob. Listen, I appreciate you very much. Um, as always, you can follow Bob Pockers on Twitter um, and Fox Sports. He's he's all over the place. You can't. You, you, I'm sure. I mean, I'm not introducing you to anybody who doesn't already know you, Bob. But thank you very much. I want you to enjoy your holiday season, and uh, we look forward to big things in 2020 from you, bud.
0: Alright, thanks Dado.
1: Take care bud, see you.
0: Thanks for listening to Off The Rails Take a listen to Dado's new favorite song yeah, Bougie by Mixpack Can you
1: just like
0: chill for a second And stop being bougie all the dang time Let's have some fun, alright Let's go, bottoms up So down, yeah, so down yeah. Drinks on me Oh, wow, oh wow. Later on, after party my crib But this girl on my right shit yeah. Why you going to be so bougie So bougie, bougie you gotta be so, bougie, so bougie, bougie. Yeah, 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 You gotta chill, need to relax Not everywhere, needs a VIP pass Keep it up, you'll have no real friends left Designer clothes aren't gonna earn you respect Just stop, you're being too loud Your trash talk won't make your mama proud Snap, snap, show your picture, perfect, fake laugh Back up, you ain't even in the limelight Bottoms up, oh, slow down, slow down Dreams on me, oh, 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 oh. Later on, after party, my crib, but this girl on my right, shit. Yeah. Why you gotta be so bougie, so bougie, bougie. Why you gotta be so bougie, so bougie, bougie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Girl, you gotta chill. Why you so damn thirsty? Oh, he gotta roll it. Like you're so damn basic. Man, I ain't saying you. Go digger, but what you doing at SLS when you stay at Azusa? It's okay, not my bitch, so I'm gonna walk away. Got better shit to do than to entertain you. Said she want the Fendi swimsuit with the Fendi shoes. Then she looked at me,
1: I said, you picked the wrong dude. I'm out. Bottoms up.
0: Slow down, slow down. Drinks on me. Oh, wow, oh, wow. Later on, I party my crib. But this girl, on my right, shit. Yeah. Why you gotta be so bougie? So bougie, bougie. Why you gotta be so bougie?